Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. I'm Ben Fields. This is my podcast. Welcome in. Thanks for being here. This is crazy. This is, this is a good one. This is a big one. This is one I've been waiting on for a while. Didi Benami is here. Or Didi Benami. Even she doesn't know how to pronounce it anymore. But Didi's here. Didi's an old friend of mine. We've known each other for a while now. Uh, we moved out to Los Angeles right around the same time in the early 2000s. We overlapped a little bit, I think. Uh, but she kind of came to LA as I was leaving. And Didi had a pretty great run on American Idol and got sprung into fame at a million miles an hour. We talk about that. We also talk about Didi's music career since American Idol and the pitfalls and the high points of Hollywood, man. And what a gross but awesome place it can be. It was a great time. She brought her dog with her, Moo. Moo had an awesome time. But here it is. Here's my chat with my friend, Didi Benami. We're doing the pop <laughs> Really hard. How long uh, have you been in, in L.A.? Or Dude, you... 17 years. Are you serious? Seriously. 17 years. Ugh. Actually, like to the T, I'm OCD and I actually planned it out. So I drove back on May 5th, which is the day that I got out there mm. um, 17 years ago. Drove out to your uh, lovely Angelica. Uh, oh, yeah. You came out and, oh. and uh, visited. You came out and visited me before I moved back. Uh huh. And then we were like ships passing in the night. I moved back from LA. You and moved, I moved in. You moved in with my ex girlfriend. Girlfriend, that was a trip. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that she dragged oil all over the carpet when I was moving out because she was trying to keep my deposit? What? Yeah, she put oil all over the carpet when I was moving out because what? she was trying to keep my deposit. Like trash the house? Yeah, she did. She oh, did. Man, and I was I'm like, sorry. girl, I will take you to court. I was like, don't you even try. You haven't seen the Israeli side of me because he's really good. <laughs> I like uh, it's it. It's really bad. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So she uh, she gave me my deposit back Good. eventually. Yeah. Wait, Vered. That's your name, right? Vered. Vered. Yeah. That's Israeli. It's Israeli. It means rose in Hebrew. Mm, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and evidently Benami means son of the nation. And Benami is actually, it's, you're supposed to say Benami. I've been corrected in the way I pronounce my own name. Wait, I've been saying Benami for 20 years. I know, and years. so does Ryan Seacrest, okay? And I told him to say Benami, so I was wrong. I actually told, it, it rings better. Benami, Didi Benami. I like Benami. I mean, everybody in school said Benami. I grew up in Tennessee where everyone's like, Didi Benami. Wait, do I say Benami? No, you can say Didi Benami. I don't really think the pronunciation matters. I think okay. only Israelis technically really care about it. Or I, I, I honestly don't. I, I don't really think it matters. Wait, but I need to know. How do you say it? My cousin said that you're supposed to say Benami. Oh, my god. But gosh. I say Didi Benami. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> I say... even say it wrong, okay? Okay, okay. I like saying Didi Benami. I think it's, it's perfect. It's fun. So why why Didi instead of Vered? Where did Didi come from? <laughs> Great story. Really? Yeah. Um, my older sister, you know, Maya, yeah. who went to your high school, um, as an infant, could not say my name. Obviously, Vered is a bit tough. The yeah. V for an infant? No, thank you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> when she was an infant, she would point to me and go, because that's like, the first, Aww. you know, syllable yeah. that comes out of yeah. I think Jimmy Fallon wrote a book called Dada Will Be Your Kid's First Word or yeah. something like that. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's basically how it happened. <laughs> she was like, Didi, Didi, 
Didi. And that's that's it. <laughs> and my dad was like, "This is cute. We call it Didi. Is the name of a famous Brazilian soccer player." Really? And my dad is obsessed with soccer, as mm. most Israeli men are. Or European men are like obsessed with soccer, so yeah. he was like, "Yes, this is the name of a Brazilian soccer player. We name him after the soccer player, which is a man, by the way." <laughs> and that's how it all happened. He's like, "Didi, yeah," and it stuck. And the only person who actually called me Verit after that was my grandmother. Really? Mm-hmm. Still calls you? Unfortunately, passed. my grandmother passed. Yeah, yeah, she passed a couple years ago. So. <sighs> Not any longer. Yeah. Only, only but you did have one person that called you Verit for a very long time. For a very long time, that one person. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, you know, it's uh, it's just literally like I didn't even. If the first day of school, every day growing up in the South was like hell. It really? was like, what's your name again, honey? Is it Fair Dawn? Is it Fair Day? What is that? Is that truth in Spanish or is it green or what? I'm like, just just call me Dee Dee. It's cool. <laughs> We're good. We're straight. Is it green or is, is it green, true? Honey? Is that truth? And I'm like, no, no, it's uh, it's actually Rose in Hebrew, but it's cool. It's not Spanish. So your so family bad. is is like first generation here from Israel. My well, my my dad's uh, first generation Israeli. His mother was uh, Romanian Polish. Um, they were they went through the Holocaust and all that and. Um, yeah, and my yeah, my my grandmother was uh from Germany. So mm. she was anti uh Hitler and you know was that was not very well thought of in Germany at the time. So their house got bombed and they got, you know, it was a pretty rough time growing up. I mean, my my family it's very interesting actually because my family is very yeah, like first generation American basically. But so, like after Ellis Island, right? Like it wasn't your grandparents that came here. It was, your, it was your dad, right? Yeah, my dad came here from Israel. He immigrated from Israel, yeah. Amazing. But my mom my mom is from Maryville, Tennessee. So she's oh. her her mom came from Germany. Mm. However, my her husband, like my Who's grandfather. Husband? You're, you're, okay, my gotcha. grandfather was from Maryville, Tennessee. He actually courted my grandmother. He was an American soldier mm. and he courted my grandmother they in Germany. They met during the Nuremberg trials, they didn't met, they? Well, they met during the war. <laughs> yeah. He was an American soldier and he courted my grandmother for two years during the war. And my grandmother was really cute about it. She was like, we were so, she, she was such a rebel during the war. She was like, we would all, all the German girls would get on the back of the American soldiers' bikes and we would all ride around. <laughs> I'm like, grandma, you're such a rebel. <laughs> she's funny, my grandma. She's a badass. I really? loved it. Yeah. That's where I get my rebel, I think, from my grandma. A little bit from my dad, too. But And then Maryville, they ended up in Maryville? Yeah, my grandma moved to Maryville. All of that area, actually, I don't know if you know Camp Montvale, but my grandfather, hmm. um, his family actually owned all of that land up there. They sold it off to the YMCA for Camp Montvale. Oh, And yeah, yeah, yeah. so all of that land up there, my great-great-uncle used to own um, that hotel that burned down twice. Mm. Um, so those stairs that are empty there with, like, nothing. <laughs> well, now they put, like, a pavilion up there, but um, that used to be my great-great-uncle's hotel. And they say he died of a broken heart. Really? Mm-hmm, because it burned down twice. That'll get you. It'll get you. It'll break you your put, heart. It'll, but yeah, it'll break your heart. You build Wait. a hotel twice and you put so much money into it. And... Well, so you have a lot of like you have a lot of history mm-hmm. here in town, even though you hadn't lived here for half your life. I know. <laughs> I know. Right? Is it? Is it more than? It's more than. Well, no. It's almost. It's more than half my life because I I was born in New York. 
Mm. And then came down here when I was seven. Wait, okay. So, so you lived in New York till you were six? Lived seven? in New York City till I was six, seven, six and a half, I guess, because I was I turned seven down here. And I was pissed when they moved us down here. <laughs> New York City? Yeah. I was like, I want to stay in New York. I had a boyfriend and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> it, it get, so you started school up there. Yeah. Were you in New York City? I was in New York City. Yeah. Which which part? Uh, we were in Manhattan. I mean, we were at 96th Street on the West End. Yeah. Jeez. Over by Riverside Park. Dang, man. Yeah. I bet it was a culture shock for a little oh, six-year-old DD. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I came down here in cowboy boots trying to fit in. Listen, we are not in Texas. We're in Tennessee. And yeah. I had, like, my jeans tucked into my cowboy boots. I remember meeting Riley Landers the first day of second grade. And she. we still remember this. We talk about it to this day because she had this big puffy jumper suit on. Mm. <laughs> and she makes fun of my cowboy boots and my jeans. She's like, you thought that that was what? would make you fit in <laughs> this being this girl from new york and i was like uh you were wearing a puffy jumper suit she's like we were in second grade <laughs> i'm like okay yeah i just that's that's all i have to say okay. puffy I jumper suit. the the first time i ever saw you or heard your name or knew who you were you were singing the national anthem at a I think it was a Bearden High School, West High School basketball game. Yeah. I was like, that is the voice of an angel. Oh. <laughs> it was Aww. amazing. It was so clear that you were bound to use your voice to make uh, – everybody knew it. Everybody could tell Aww. that you were – that you had something special. Oh, thank you Obviously. so much for saying that. I was so nervous. I remember that game, actually. Yeah, I do. It was at West. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, I remember that game. And I, I think I was on dance team uh, at the time. Uh, I was either cheerleading or on dance. I remember I quit the cheerleading squad to to do musical theater, actually. <laughs> I was That's like, I'm awesome. done cheerleading. I want to do musical theater instead. I hope my kids do that. They gave me an ultimatum. They did? Yeah, I was like, well, if you're going to do that, then I choose music. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do that to me. So when when did you start singing? When did you notice that your voice was 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 a great tool that you had? Oh, gosh. Um. Uh, well, listen, I... Um, uh, I... I, I <laughs> Tough one? Uh, Is that a tough one? Well, it's just funny to say like a great tool that I had because it's not like I've always kind of felt a little like, I don't know. I don't think that, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I did kind of, it's, I've always loved singing. Mm. So, um, I, 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 I've been singing ever since I could remember, um, but when did it become not just like a shower thing and like a, like I mean, a do remember, it in public thing? Like I said, I remember getting up at Riley Lander's birthday party. It's all about Riley. Yeah. Um, second grade? Second. It was, I, I think. Puffy it was jumper suit. Puffy jumper suit, girl. <laughs> it's all about Rye. Um, I, I do remember being at her house and singing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. That movie was like, the that came out guard. when we were kids, right? Yeah, the Bodyguard? I think it came out the year I was born. Like, Really? It came out in the 80s. And um, I love Whitney Houston. I grew up singing. I learned that song, I Will Always Love You. And that was my jam. And so I sang that really young at Riley's birthday. And I remember they were all sitting around watching me sing. I like got up and sang it. Riley's like, you have to do it. And so I did. I got up and I sang it. And they're like, wow. I was like, okay. Have you seen the, well, well, first off, uh, I Will Always Love You, I think, 
has, is the only song to have ever gone number one in three different decades. Yeah. Three three different people took it to the charts. Yeah. Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, I forget mm-hmm. who was in the middle. Uh, um, it wasn't uh, Barbara Streisand. Who was it? No. Uh, it was... Uh, um, uh, okay, well, don't ask me. Sorry, I'm really bad for not knowing this. But also, did you see the Amy Winehouse documentary? I Amy. did. It, when she's singing Happy Birthday at the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my God, this kid's a prodigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is oh, that yeah. how it was when you were singing I Will no, Always I Love Me? No, so. I, <laughs> oh, sure? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what everybody else was thinking. I was just singing, you know. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't. <laughs> It's funny because you don't you don't see yourself outside yourself when you're, you know, ever. You don't see yourself outside yourself. I was always it's really funny because I was always really shocked too like whenever I would make it to the next round in idol or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, wow, really? Like they Oh, they like me. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, I never expected anything. I was just like, okay. So you never knew that you were exceptional singing? It was just like a thing that you liked and yeah. you seemed, people people seemed to like it and it was just kind yeah. of a thing you did? Yeah. It's always weird hearing my own voice back. I always kind of think my voice is a little nasally and annoying, to be honest with you. Really? Yep. Really? I don't think so. Really? Like, I'm like, your really? Sing- you don't your think singing I'm annoying? voice or your speaking voice? Both. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hates the way they sound now. Yeah, this is true. And I mean, that's I what I tell so. all my students. Really? So, yeah, I'm like, seriously, I promise you. And and that's what Ron told me. That's what my vocal coach told me, too. Mm. You know, so and, and, and the truth is, is when you're singing in your, you know, your resonator cavities anyway, you're kind of getting nasally. Mm. So you're going to sound different to yourself than you sound to everybody else. So the truth is, is you can't really gauge the way that you sound. You have to listen to yourself back on recordings. Why and, is that? Why do we okay? Why do why we do hate we the way that why do why do we hate the way we sound? Because we don't hear ourselves the way that everybody else does, and so we it just it's different yeah. than what we think. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's why we don't like it. Yes. Okay. It's true. Why don't why don't we? So you said, so you said that it's your resonator cavities, or you yeah, go through your nose. So s- we so we don't hear that. We part. hear what ourselves we hear is different. different than everybody else is going to hear our why. Us. I think it's because the way our ears are attached to our head. Really? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> no, I'm a singing coach. I should know this, actually. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Pipe, my mentor. Really? I worked with Ron. You know, Ron has told me why, and I am spacing on it right now because it's too early in the morning. <laughs> it's probably it's probably because it, yeah. The way that the, way that the sound out. is coming out of your mouth when you're singing forward as opposed to sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's why also you want to have amps like you want to have audio in front of you when you're singing on stage or have in-ears when mm. you're singing. That's why it's important to be able to hear yourself in what the do monitors. You what in-ears. Do you in-ear monitors? Yes. In-ear monitors for sure. Yeah. Because sometimes when the monitors are, I, I feel like monitors can be too loud. I'd yeah. much rather have in-ears where they can be turned down. Sure. Yeah. Makes good sense. Yeah. And and then you have to worry about feedback too, don't you? With, yes, with, with monitors, monitors and microphones. And you can get feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes good sense. Mm-hmm. I uh, I followed you when you were on Idol, Didi. I was so happy. I remember where I was when I, I saw that you were moving on and all that. I was like, I'm so glad that the world finally gets to hear her sing. Oh. 
because we, because I was I guess it was 2005 when you came out and visited when I was in LA mm-hmm. and you, we went to the Rose Bowl. Do you remember that? I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember us trying to scalp some tickets. Yeah, we could, we didn't get in. We didn't get in, but we heard Leanne Rhymes sing the national anthem mm-hmm. outside the bowl, and that was so inspiring to me. I cannot really? even tell you. Yes. By the way, Leanne Rhymes worked with my vocal coach. Really, Ron? Yeah. Like who is this Ron guy? Ron Anderson was the angel of all angels. Really? Yes. He is he an worked, L.A. guy? He was in L.A., yes. And then he moved um, to Palm Springs, Florida. Mm. He actually recently just passed away in December. Sorry. Oh, he is. It's okay. He's he's still with me, I know. he's He was the best vocal coach I had ever worked with. Not to, you know, not to put down any of the other vocal coaches that I've worked with because I've worked with some of the best vocal coaches in Los Angeles. But um, I am telling you this man, my vocal cords were hemorrhaging after I came off of Idol. Mm. And I thought I would never be able to sing again. And um, I'm really lucky that they put us with Ron before tour because if they hadn't, I don't think I would ever have been able to sing again. Mm. And um, he really taught me how to sing properly. And he explained everything and why I was doing all the exercises and how to really sing properly and that I didn't need to use my diaphragm. And then honestly, that was kind of all bullshit. And um, really how to sing. And I have not lost my voice in the 12 years that I started working with him because of what he taught me. Did and, they did they put you with him during Idol or No, after? of course not. They didn't put me with him during Idol. In Who, fact, <laughs> they don't want you to have a real good vocal coach during Idol. They don't? Why not? Listen. Can of worms. We're opening a can of worms. <laughs> I don't know what I can talk about on a I went back and watched a bunch of your performances on the show yeah. on, on Idol. Uh-huh. They loved you, Dee Dee. Ellen loved you. Uh Randy was the only one who was just like, yeah, you know, that was like, okay for me. Isn't that funny? And Simon loved you? Yeah, Simon was kind of a fan. Yeah, he was a fan. And that shocked me because he's such an asshole, seemingly. <laughs> and Simon's you know, a lot nicer than he seems. Like Simon, he? That's a that's a lot of television. You, you can tell that he's, that yeah, he's a little teddy bear. Yeah, Simon's kind of a softie. I gave Simon a hug before, uh, behind the scenes. Simon, like right before I ever made it onto the show, I cussed in his face and then I gave him a hug because he's scared. <laughs> when they put us in the three rooms, um, like separated us all out. Yeah. Yeah. Before we made it. And they, they tried pick to, a room, right? They pick two rooms they that make it through. Okay. And one room doesn't make us make it through. And we mm. were the last room that they did. And so they had already like had two rooms be like, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we were like, oh, no, we're not. We're the room that's going home. Mm. So, of course, they came into our room and tried to play it like. You know, guys. How much of it is 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 manufactured drama on Idol? I mean, all of it. No, listen, a lot. Um, like I, I understand television. I understand yeah, how television I works. Do. I think I know I've you, worked in reality TV before. That's what I was doing let me just in say, LA. I know, I know you were. Like, here's the thing. Like, there was, for instance. The 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 week I got kicked off, I didn't want to talk about what was going on with Rebecca, with Rebecca or my family. Like there was stuff mm. going on. My dad flew out, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to see him. I didn't mm. want to see my dad. He was sick. There was stuff going on with my family. Of course, there's always shit going on with my family. They were talking about getting a divorce. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So I, you had drama in the middle of the biggest moment of your life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Fuck, yeah. Didi. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, listen, my family's always got to be doing that shit. So, um, but, you know, like, that's my dad. He's Israeli. He doesn't get it. Like, he does not <laughs> get it. He is so clueless. And I was like, Dad, please stay home. He's like, Didi, but I want to come out and support you and bring you flowers on stage. And I'm like, not now. Not now. I'm trying to focus. I can't sleep. Like, I'm literally getting two hours of sleep at night. I'm on doing press stuff. Like, just it, now's not the time. But Didi, all my three friends, they support her. I drive around Knox. We see, we see, we see all over my car. We see, she fly all over my car. And I'm like, Dad, I thank you. I, I don't, and I'm not asking for any of this, but he's Israeli. And so he's just like pushing and pushing and pushing all the time. <laughs> Didi, but I, I, why mommy out there? And she's, she, th- he thinks that my mom's out there and we're like partying and shit. And my mom's just staying at my apartment because nobody's there. And they put me up at a hotel. And she's just watching, like, getting my mail and, yeah. you know. Like, she's house-sitting for you. She's house-sitting. <laughs> and I don't know what he's thinking. But then he, I, I asked him, I was like, Dad, please, can you please just, like, do this for me? Just stay home for once. Just, I need you to just stay for once. Just, just chill, okay? Just, just chill for now, please. And so my uncle actually paid my dad to stay home. My dad took the money and came out anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he came out anyway and... They were like, at the show, they were like, do you want us to like not let him come in? And I was like, no, that would cause so much more drama. Just who, like, who, who said that? The, at the show. At the show? Yeah, the, at Idol. They were like, do you want us to like not let him <laughs> in? Like, I was like, no, 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 no. That would cause so much more drama. Like, just don't, yeah. just, just fine. No, just let him in. It's fine. Like, just, it would honestly, it would cause so much more of a commotion to not do that. My dad was speeding and used me to get out of a ticket. How? My daughter on American Idol. I have to go to the show. Like, that's the kind of shit that my dad does. Okay? I hope my dad doesn't listen to this. He probably he will. sounds like a he barrel is, of monkeys. You sound like is, a fun guy. He is. No, I no. listen. My dad, is. he does not know how and when to joke. Like, we were talking about getting a house, and he was giving his... They were like, can we get your social security number? And he was like, how about my prison number? And I was his like... His what number? His prison number. Wait. He's never been to prison. <laughs> but like, I was like, Dad, not the time to joke about that. We used to go to, uh, uh, you remember when restaurants were smoking or non-smoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, I remember one time, I was like 10 years old, and we went to Calhoun's on the river, mm-hmm. and we walked in, and they, they said uh, to my dad, uh, he was like, table for four, please. And they were like, do you have a smoking preference? And he said, marijuana. <laughs> Uh, dad, dad jokes for the win, man. Uh, that's way funny, though. <laughs> I wish my dad would say something like that. He's worried about his prison number, man. He's got dad jokes too. God, but like, no. Point when that he, down. oh, Point that down yeah. Your face. When keep he... it like this far away. <laughs> it's SM7B. I'm sure you've used that before. Some. Have you I ever have. sang into one of those? Yes, I have. They're good mics. They are good mics. Mm-hmm. They are good mics. I um, dream about a Neumann. I really want a Neumann U87. Yeah. I, I know a guy who's got one. Yeah? Yeah, around here. If you around ever here? Re- yeah. If you want to record here, let me know. Oh, yeah. Really nice studio. Pink Moon Studio is what it's called. William Wilde. He's a bearded guy. His name is Garrett Sale. Uh, you should check him out on Spotify. His music is amazing. But he... Uh, he uh, built, I, th- I, I want to say, he got an advance or something from from 
Sony, maybe, huh. and built a studio okay. with it and recorded a badass album. Okay. It. But, I mean, smart guy. Instead of, you know, blowing his money on on Ferraris and yeah. stuff, built yeah. a studio that he could record in, and his music is fire. I want to check it out. And his studio is awesome, and you'll love it. Sam records, Sam, uh, podcast producer Sam records there a lot. Ooh. Yeah, he tracks What kind stuff. of music is it? Um, the stuff that Sam records... Sam's Sam's from uh, Sam's spent twenty years working in Atlanta doing uh, rap. I was gonna say hip hop stuff. Yeah, right. hip hop, rap, and hip hop. Uh, Sam's won four Grammys. I think he might have won I'm another snap. one this year um, for uh, Alicia Keys album. But uh, he also worked with Ron. Really, Alicia Keys did. Mm-hmm. Ron's one of Ron's main clients. La la la. Ron main Anderson, client. huh? Ron Anderson, Alicia Keys, Kylie Minogue, Seal. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, he's worked with Leanne. He's worked with. He worked with Scott Weiland. He worked with Chris Cornell. He wow. works with the guy um, who's the guy, the lead singer of um, Nine Inch Nails. Um, I always get his name wrong, so I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like Trent Reznor. Yeah, that's that right. Guy. Yeah, Reznor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, yeah. So he's he's Ron's the guy. Ron's the guy to go to. He's where was his space in uh, LA? Did you go to his studio or something? Yeah, yeah. He was. At, I actually met Dakota Fanning there. <laughs> nice. How old is she now? Like forty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She looked pretty young when I was there. Yeah, she she's, she's always like a kid. And then I, yeah, I found out Macaulay Culkin was forty and freaked out. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was about our age when we Home were our age. <laughs> When we were our age, so he's probably about our age now. <laughs> Somewhere around forty, then yeah, maybe. Well, so Ron, Ron had a studio in. Ron in... had a studio in L.A. and then he moved to Miami, uh, or Palm Springs area. To vocal coach still, or to retire? To vocal coach. I mean, he never retired. He worked all the way up until his last year alive. He. That's I think how I want to do it. When he when he stopped working, that was it. That was that was when he was like. Because he was he losing anymore. it. Yeah, he was starting to lose it. He had um, he had dementia. Really? Yeah, and it's interesting because um, he he was seventy five, and it we kind of started seeing it a little bit, but I think everybody was so not wanting to lose Ron. Yeah, that we were all kind of just like, ah, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. Could he sing? himself oh hell yeah. yeah ron was such a beautiful singer oh really? my god he said he ever record opera. anything oh yeah oh yeah i might have uh one of his recordings actually um i always wonder phone. about about that about people who are world-renowned uh instructors you know if if they can really do the thing oh, yeah. like some people are just really really good at teaching <laughs> oh, oh! He's saying for the German opera. He's saying, really? yeah. He's saying uh, he was. He's a world-renowned singer. Yeah. He's saying. Um, in fact, he had um he had lost his voice as well, and he regained it after like a year of not talking, and that was also why he took. He never took his voice for granted. It, it was mm. these. These are and and that's why too. I teach now is because I almost lost my voice. I think it does something to you as a singer when you almost lose your gift it really it's so fucking scary i bet excuse me i don't mean to cuss yeah. on here but it's, it's just okay. like it it's you never ever like you want to learn how to take care of it properly mm. and and i didn't growing up i i mean i, I was like well, i don't need vocal lessons yeah my voice is fine you don't realize that 
you could seriously damage your voice yeah. um, from so many things. Yeah. I, I, I've always wondered about that with people who rely on, like everybody kind of relies on a part of their body to do their job. Mm-hmm. Like with me, it's my eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> for, you know, framing shots and, mm-hmm. and lighting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about a guitar player, like they're one, like, like finger cut away from not being able to yeah. do the thing yeah. that they do for a living. Yep. And, you know, vo- people lose their voice all the time too. Yeah. I had a wrist surgery where now I am limited with my guitar playing. Really? I mean, yeah, I had a wrist surgery gone bad. Um, thank you, Dr. Hanker, um, <laughs> who got sued. Not by me. I was too by late. Somebody else. But yeah, who got was sued by LA? somebody else. It was in Los Angeles. There's a doctor out here, Dr. Ivy, who is fantastic. He's an amazing wrist surgeon a surgeon um, in Knoxville mm. who did, a, I actually had one wrist surgery here that was flawless and I did a fantastic job on my left wrist. And then I had to get another wrist surgery on my right wrist. Why? Same Why thing. Why are your wrists going bad? Because I tumbled in high school because ah. I was a cheerleader and I decided that I was going to, you know, yeah. So I had really bad uh, cysts develop from tumbling. Handsprings. And... Yep. All those handsprings I loved doing across the floor uh, really damaged my wrists. Really? And so, yeah, I had to get these cysts removed from my wrists that were like really painful. Which one went first? Your Left. Your strumming hand? Oh, yeah. Left. Yeah. Okay. And then And then the right. Um, and then the guy who did my surgery on the right nicked a tendon and uh, didn't tell me uh, in my middle finger, uh, but put me in a cast. And I never had a cast on this one, so I didn't know what was going on. And this one was super painful. Um, and so I was just like, what in the world? And I went in two weeks after, and he told me two weeks after that he had nicked a tendon. Hmm. He did, and he, he, for 10 minutes, went on as to why I did not need to use my middle finger. Or why I didn't need to use my pointer finger instead of like, oh, let me make this right. It was like, yeah. oh, let me talk. Let me let me tell you why you don't. Why need you it. don't need it? And I'm like, I am a singer songwriter. I play guitar. I need to use that <laughs> finger. And what are you? T- I mean, yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty bad. So, did yeah. you get it fixed? Um, it's you know, it's it's somewhat frozen. You can see how it's mm. a little bit kind of. Your you know, but middle I, finger, or your pointer finger. It's my pointer finger right here. You can okay. see how it's kind of. I mean, I'm listen. I I went to physical therapy for it. It's uh, it's you know, it's not bad. It looks it's like not it looks bad. fairly. It looks different than the rest of them though. A little yeah. bit. It's it's hard. It's um, it it for like three years after it would like it was super painful and I couldn't play guitar at all. Mm. So it set me back a bit and um. My guitar playing has definitely suffered because of it. I hadn't, honestly, Didi, until, like, I knew you could sing your ass off. But until I saw you on the show, I didn't, until I saw you on Idol, I didn't know that you played guitar like you did. And I'm, and I've played guitar my whole life a little bit, you know, and I was watching you play and I was like, she's, <laughs> she's good at that too. <laughs> like, well, I didn't actually start, I, I played a little bit in high school, but I didn't actually really start playing until I moved to L.A. Hmm. You know, and I met some band guys and they started showing me how to play guitar. Was it just like a, a, a vehicle to be able to use your voice? Is that why you yes. learned to do it? It was, yeah, it was something that I wanted to learn how to write songs. Mm. And um, and in order to do that, I needed to play some chords. And yeah, I wanted to learn how to get better. And, and it just, it only helped. It only helped writing songs. And I became really good at finger picking. And I was so stoked because I was like, yeah, I can finger pick. Yeah. And, then of course the wrist surgery like totally took me out, which sucked. Yeah, the finger picking part. 
I guess was because you can kind of you can strum with a bad Strummies, finger, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no big deal. But the finger picking, man, that was so fun, and that was what really was upsetting after the surgery was that I was like, I can't. Give <laughs> me. <laughs> so now I've you know now I've started to migrate over to piano, mm. um, which you know I started as a young girl. I started playing piano, but um, you know I'm no Wes Bailey. Boy, that was That's a show for last sure. night. That was a show. Mm-hmm. I love Wes so much. You guys have played together some, haven't you? Written oh, yeah. some songs together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, when I was just in Nashville recently, we recorded together. We did a song. I sent you, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. It's good. So it's <laughs> it's funny. It's not, it doesn't sound like me normally. It's I very feel like, <laughs> I feel like me, you and Wes have like something. Did we like did we all meet at the same time or did I introduce you to Wes? No, or did... I've known Wes since like middle school. How did we end up in Nashville together? In like Belmont. Hanging... Yeah, Belmont. Okay. Because okay, so I so I didn't know that you knew Wes well. Right. But you knew Wes mm-hmm. and Wes knew you and you were coming to visit. And I was, and Wes and I were at school together and mm-hmm. I was like, Ben's coming in town. And Wes was like, Ben's coming in town. And we all like, and you came to the show. You came to the show with Rebecca and I. I was actually yes. listening to your podcast and you were talking about the Frogs Gone Fishing show. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, we went to that show with Rebecca. We did. The four, uh, yeah, it was, it was me and Rebecca and the cops broke it the up. The cops broke it up. People and I were think climbing I remember that fence. we jumped over some fences or yeah. something. And yeah. I recall that. And I was chuckling about that in the car on the way back. I was like, oh my God, I remember that. I remember us <laughs> leaving that show and like, like yeah. jumping over fences or something. Yes. I remember I have that a with picture, Rebecca. Like, photographic picture of it in my head. I remember that too. It, I remember Was that. it at a neighborhood clubhouse or something? It was It was at some neighborhood thing. It was at some neighborhood house. And I, I remember you said that Rebecca looked like Britney Spears. I do remember that really yes did I remember. she look like britney spears or no i didn't think so but i remember you saying that and i remember thinking i oh, know she doesn't <laughs> but i do remember thinking that because i remember you saying it. i'm like she doesn't look like britney spears at all <laughs> but i do remember you saying that because so, i thought that in my head i was like she really doesn't she, at all <laughs> uh, okay so, whatever ben was that your freshman year at belmont that your was first my year? freshman year okay. at belmont and, and you met Rebecca. And I met Rebecca there. She was your roommate? She was Well, she wasn't my roommate at first, but we became such good friends that we moved in together like mm. two weeks before she passed away. I remember that being a big storyline on, on Idol. Yeah, that they was were, really shitty. Yeah. And I remember when you, you texted, because it was very soon after I met her. That she was driving home for to to see her parents in Kansas City or something like that. She was driving home to Wichita. It was, it was, um, yeah. I mean, it had to have been because you came, you came to visit. I mean, and that was our that was I was literally there for just one semester at, at Belmont. At Belmont, and she was going home for Christmas break and or she Thanksgiving. Was going for, she was going home for Christmas break mm. because we had because wait, I had moved in with her right after Thanksgiving. She'd asked me to move in with her right around Thanksgiving. Mm. And then, so I did. And then we found these cats <laughs> underneath <laughs> our apartment. And then, um, and then she, it was on her way home for Christmas break. She got in a car accident? Car. She flipped her car. Yeah. And she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And yeah, she was ejected from the car. And that was right before we came to visit you. 
mm. right before we came to visit you. Yeah, because of the Rose Bowl, which we went to, is in January. Mm-hmm. So she had passed away just a couple weeks. December fourteenth. My God. So yeah. yeah, you were holding up. You were holding up okay. Yeah, except it's for here. that entire bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and puked in my purse. That I remember. <laughs> you puked in your purse. I think it was Angelica's purse, actually. Good. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I remember being at the Grove, and yeah. I had a whole bottle of wine. You had a, a bottle of wine at the Grove, and that threw was it how in a purse. I was handling it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet. I remember you. You told me what ha- had happened to Rebecca, and it was extremely sudden. It's extremely tragic, and I knew she was your. Your best friend. Yeah. And um, it inspired a lot of music that you made, though, right afterwards, right? Because she was a musician, too, wasn't she? She was a musician, and we were going to do music together. And um, it was, yeah, I I decided that because of her loss, I was going to do music because I wasn't going to otherwise. She Mm. heard me singing, and she was like, who is that? Because I was downstairs and she heard me in the corridor. I was like, uh, Dee Dee. And she's like, why aren't you singing? I was like, uh, because uh, I'm scared. And she's like, you need to be singing. Come on, you need to hear some of my songs. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so she, because she was a really great songwriter. God bless her. She didn't have the most amazing voice, but she had a great voice. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, when I listened to her songs, I was like, oh, these are really nice. I really like these. Yeah, we should we should do that. Let's write together. Let's, she was like, well, you have a whole bunch of like poems and stuff. She's like, you write. You just need to put them to like music. So she was going to help me write. And um, that never happened. But, I mean, uh, she did like, I guess, in the afterlife, if you think about it. I'm cuckoo. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, channeling Rebecca. Ooh. Well, I feel like that became a really big storyline on Idol when did, you were on course. there. And yeah. it was... I mean, you're perfect. Like, it, and and Simon even said it on on one of the rounds that you went through. He was like, "You're a waitress in L.A. You have a beautiful voice. Like, isn't that what this show is all about? Like, mm-hmm. go on. Like, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. This is what this show is all about. You were, yeah, and and are, and uh, but but the Rebecca thing became a big storyline, and I felt like when when you stopped wanting to talk about it because you did stop wanting to talk about it didn't you yeah like secret ryan seacrest was interviewing you and you yeah and you were like i I really don't want to talk about it anymore like it's hard yeah it it what happens when you're when you're in front of millions and millions of people and you get asked about something really traumatic on a regular basis every single week is it amplifies it the Mm. magnitude of what happened gets amplified like 10 million percent and everything that happened to you and everything that you've been through just escalates not to mention you haven't slept Mm. like much at all and your dad's in town and your dad's coming in town (laughs) and your dad's putting a lot of pressure on you and you have people coming at you from all angles everywhere like managers and you have people who you have no idea who they are Mm. you know you're starting to get into this like strange celebrity status which is very foreign you know and very sudden sure and uh is kind of trippy you know it's kind of cool but it's also kind of scary yeah and um you're not used to it at all and you're it's kind of it's honestly it's not fun it's not fun um it's kind of cool but at the same time you, you still 
aren't sure what to do with it. And then you have all these other people coming at you from another angle that you're not. It's all so new and you don't know how to handle any of it. And you're trying to deal with your own shit. Mm -hmm. And then you're thinking about your best friend passing away and you're they're asking about it every single day. Think about that. Yeah. I don't want to think about my best friend passing away every single day. Right. In front of millions of people on television. And then talk about it. Yeah. In front of millions of people on television. To rehash that every day, I can't do that for for over a year. Because think about it. Like I was I actually started going through the rounds of American Idol um in two thousand and eight. Mm. So the summer of actually yeah, it was summer of 2008. Okay, so in June of 2008 when I got back, or July. So go from there, there, there. And then we're we're talking about the season doesn't even start until like February, March. Okay, so they're asking me about Rebecca from like there all the way until when the season started. How did they find out about her? Well, of course, yeah. I wrote it on the paper. Uh, I'm like, of course, I'm dedicating this run to Rebecca. Like, mm. I'm doing this because my best friend passed away and I want. But here's the other thing. I wanted to sing her songs on the show mm. and they wouldn't allow that. They were like, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But they wouldn't let me sing her songs on the show. So. I was a little frustrated that they right. wanted me to talk about it, but they wouldn't let me sing her songs on the mm. show. So I felt like it was kind of like, well, if you don't let me sing her songs on the show, why do you want me to keep talking about right. it? Because this isn't really what, like I came to sing her songs on the show and this is not really exactly like, this kind of feels like you guys are using me. It's a microcosm of Hollywood, man. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just what it is. It's like, I'll use the thing to, to push my agenda forward, but, yeah. but, but, and I'll use, and I'll let you push your agenda forward if it's convenient to for an me. extent. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so tired. Like I just, I was so exhausted. And again, like my dad had just flown in town and I was brokenhearted that particular week. What, because, of the brokenhearted I was really I chose that song because I was really brokenhearted I was brokenhearted mm. because my dad hadn't been listening to me I was brokenhearted because my friend had passed away and I felt like the producers weren't listening to me I felt like nobody was listening to me mm. and I felt unheard yeah. and if that was the honest to god truth that's what I would have said on stage but I wasn't going to say that in front of millions of people right. at the time yeah you know and I actually appreciated that Simon was like, Ryan, Ryan, you know, like he was actually taking up for me. Was he? Yeah. I feel like Simon really liked you. He did. Yeah. He did. And I appreciated that. And, you know, it's 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 really interesting because, um, you know, I uh, it was a it was a really interesting run. You know, I, I'm really grateful for it. Um, I'm always going to be really grateful for it. I, you know, appreciate what the show did for me. Um you know, it's an interesting, uh, I, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for all the people that I met from it. And, um, well, it becomes <clears throat> like a little club too, doesn't it? Like yeah. after you're done with the show, isn't there a tour? Yeah, there's a tour. I managed to make it onto the tour and, um, I was lucky enough to, uh, to thank God make some money off that tour. Good. Um, so I was able to, you know, get a, a little bit of a setup from from that and yeah. um that tour was awesome it got cut a little short but you know hey was was that the, was that the big um for you was that 
I guess that was as big almost as going on the show was was mm-hmm. the tour and and like getting oh, like the tour th- was that was awesome. a big needle mover. Oh my gosh, yeah. Dude, yeah. dude, the tour was everything. That was so cool. Um we got to travel the US, we got to get on a tour bus, we got to go in like the amphitheaters and like perform outdoors like in the thing that Wes was in last night. That oh, was yeah. so cool. That was the experience of all experiences. So what is the tour? Is it a bunch of the top American idols from different seasons or is it just one season? It's just one season okay. at a time. Top 10 usually go on That's tour. Great. And um, and um, every tour is set up differently every year. But um, yeah, we were so lucky to have a tour our year. I, I don't know if they do it all seasons, but our season particularly, we had a really um, – I mean, listen, we, we – we had fun. I bet. We had I fun. Bet th- I mean, and you knew those people probably really well. Oh, too well. Yeah. Too well. After spending So how long <laughs> how long is the audition process? You said it was 2008 yeah. when you were auditioning, but you got to be quiet for a while after oh, you get yeah. on, right? NDA kind of stuff. Yeah. And and then and then once you're on the show, then it starts going live, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell anybody until like I started making it. I actually had just gotten back from Tennessee. Um, so like three weeks later I had auditioned cause mm-hmm. I had just had wrist surgery here. And, um, where were the auditions? They were in LA at, at the, the Staples Rose Center, Bowl. the Rose Bowl at in Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, where Look we had gone and seen Leanne Rimes. It was all full circle. B- by the way, it was an epic Rose Bowl. It was Vince Young and, uh, and Reggie Bush. It was like the most epic national championship game of all time. <laughs> So it's like it's it's a big one. So it was like this big uh, moment in history. Okay. Anyway, it, the, the audition was were at cool. The... It was cool that it was at the Rose Bowl. It yeah. meant a lot that it was at the Rose Bowl. Actually, I was really? happy that it was there. Yeah. Is it wrapped around the building? Just thousands of people. I, was... I would assume that that L.A. Wow. would be the most uh, the most people auditioning for American Idol out of any of the other cities in America because there are more people with big dreams in LA there than anywhere. There were any- so <laughs> many people there. And do you know who I did see there was our good friend, Angelica. Oh, yeah. My, she was yeah. there. She yeah. was there. She was actually, of course, I ran into her. Um, she was a couple rows down from me. I saw her go through before me. Really? Yeah. Um, she could fucking sing, man. She can definitely sing. Yeah. She can sing. She her was a ass terrible off. girlfriend, but she could terrible sing. Terrible girl, <laughs> terrible human, actually. But it was really funny because uh, she made it, she, she walked past me. I know she saw me because she was singing really loud and yeah. so that I could hear her and she knew that I could hear her. Yeah. And then she made it through before me and made a big to-do about it because I know she wanted to make sure that I saw her. And, um, and then when we actually got to the second round, she was sitting one person over from me and there was a person sitting next to me that looked like Adam Lambert and they they aired him and I felt really bad because they made him look kind of dumb and he was a really sweet guy. Really? And I was like, oh, why did they do that? He was Hollywood, so nice. Man. He was so nice. But he was like, do you know that girl? Because she keeps giving you really dirty looks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she was a former roommate and <laughs> not a very nice person. And he was like, well, I think the camera's catching all of it. So I'm just saying. And then um, she's using her outside face inside. Yeah. I was like, whatever. It's all good. And then actually I was like, but will you let me know what she auditions if she makes it through? And um, she didn't. She didn't make it through. So it was fine. I was like, that's fine. It's like karma. It was good. It's all good. <laughs> she's literally one person over there. And of course she was on the day that I was there. Of course, yeah, there were two um, days. 
you know, part of me, I'm like, I'm sorry for introducing you to people in LA when you came to visit. But then I'm like, okay, well, you got a place to live out of it. No, for I got at least a place a to live. Month. I got a place to live for the first couple of months. And I met Dee Dee, the other Dee Dee. Did you meet other Dee Dee? No. I lived, uh, Lydia, okay, Lydia's friend, Dee Dee. Lydia had another friend named Dee Dee. And I lived with other Dee Dee for a little while. So it was Dee Dee and Dee Dee in the same room. Okay. Shannon came to visit us, actually. So, so you did know a handful of people I, I out did. there. I did, yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I did. And after I lived with Angelica, I moved in with Dee Dee. And we'd wake up in the morning. I was like, hey, Dee Dee. Hey, Dee Dee. Did you ever live in the Valley or do you always live in... Uh... No, I lived in the Valley for a year. Which and part? I hated it. Really? Yeah, I lived in Van Nuys. Okay. I tried to say it was Sherman oaks but it was definitely van eyes <laughs> <laughs> it was so van eyes yeah sherman oaks is like the crown jewel of the valley yeah because it's so close to the busiest interstate in america like <laughs> it's right off the 405 it's great yeah <laughs> it's like, it was right off the 405 it was at like sephalt wait where was it it was it um oh gosh oh my gosh it was at uh, almost Sepulveda. It was on Hazeltine. Hazeltine and um, uh, Oxnard almost. It was, Your place in Van Nuys was. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't almost at Oxnard. Hazeltine and... So and, so yeah. you don't pronounce both ends in Van Nuys, right? Like it's Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Not Van Nuys. No, Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Van Nuys. So I never weird. lived in the Valley. I always lived, I lived in Marina Del Rey. I lived in Eagle Rock and I lived in. You lived in Marina Del Rey? Uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah, Fancy. it was nice. Yeah. And then. Shoot. Uh, I lived in, I lived in like, like Beverly Hills adjacent too. Subletted an apartment like at Pico and Roxbury. Yeah. So, that's and nice. then, yeah, it was a good area. And then uh, I think when you came out and visit, yeah, we were living, we were living on Gower. Yeah. At Fountain yeah, and yeah, Gower, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like Sunset and Gower area. Yeah. So you could walk out our front door and then it was like, it was like framing <laughs> the, the hall. Yeah, it was, it was Sunset <laughs> Gower Studios. But when you walked out our front door, you'd look straight up Gower at the, Hollywood, at the sign. Hollywood sign. And it was like framing it perfectly. Every morning when I went to work, I was like, geez, I really am in the middle of <laughs> like, <laughs> Hollywood. I've really stepped in it this time. I was at... Um, Beachwood and oh, you were close. That's super close to where. Yeah, that's like the Gower Gulch is right there. Yeah, I was right up the street from you. I mean, yeah. I would have been. I was on Beachwood and Scenic. The last time I visited, uh, you were you were in Beachwood Canyon. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's a beautiful area. Did you come stay at my place? No, I just came. I, I was staying with Josh, who lived in. He lived in Hollywood. At like, I want to say he was probably. He's probably like uh, Kawanga and the. Kawanga. Kawanga and Sunset or something like that. Like that. Kawanga. Or Melrose. Probably Melrose and Kawanga, that area. Yeah. Just in Hollywood. So super close to Beachwood. I mean, God, it's like super close in LA is so relative. I lived six miles from my job when I was living on Gower Street. Yeah. Our production company was uh, like. Uh, uh, Olympic and Doheny or something like that. Like right around that yep. exit on the 10. Yeah. Six miles away. Took me 45 minutes to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. stupid. Yeah. You can't walk anywhere. Two hours to get from Pasadena to Santa Monica. Yeah. On, it, yeah. For sure. And that's what, like 18 miles? Yeah. Yeah. On the 10. You, you, there's one way to get there. Yeah. On the ten. I ended up taking... Um, uh, Venice Boulevard was always kind of my go-to. Venice Boulevard's the best. It's the best because yeah. it's like there's nobody, nobody on really it. knows about it. Yeah, Everyone's no- like, oh, I have to get on the freeway. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's Venice all goes up. all the way across town. Yeah, you just gotta 
Get on it. Get on it. As long as there's no accidents, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Driving in LA is an Olympic sport. (laughs) Miserable. It is an Olympic sport. It should be. Once you can drive in Los Angeles, you can drive anywhere. Yeah. I feel pretty good about my driving skills after after two years of driving in LA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. (laughs) I got in three car accidents when I was there. One time I fell asleep. Not, and I was... (laughs) Twice. No, twice. I fell asleep twice, Dee Dee, driving and in traffic, like like bumper to bumper traffic and fell asleep. Foot came off the brake and I rear ended somebody. Oh, my God. Ben. I know. I know. I was just I don't know, man. I was burning the candle at both ends, I guess, you know, at 19 years old or however old I was trying to make it happen. And uh, one time I was in a production vehicle. It was the first show I ever worked on. (laughs) I was in I was in a a minivan that we had rented. I just dropped somebody off and I was on Sunset Boulevard Mm -hmm. and I fell asleep and 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 my foot came off the brake and I rear ended some sweet lady and uh, ended up, you know. It didn't do much damage, but I uh, I ended up uh, tracking her down like four or five months later and taking her a check for 500 bucks <laughs> to fix her car. <laughs> and then the other time uh, I was on the off ramp uh, on the is it the two that goes into Marina Del Rey or no. no uh, what's the what's 91 91. Yes, 91 that goes into Marina Del Rey, the exit right there. Mm-hmm. I was on that long exit stretch. ramp. Yeah, that long stretch of exit ramp. Happened again. Awful. I know. <laughs> I know. Ben. I know. Jesus, do you have narcolepsy? No. no I don't fall. <laughs> now I can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and now? Yeah. No, I'm up at 7 a.m., baby, or 6, 6.30, and I'm I'm up. good till midnight. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I, I never get tired or sleepy or Dude, any, that's anything. that's like me. But, Ugh. But when I was, when I was, you know, I mean, hell, nineteen is pretty young. I, I feel like. And oh yeah, That's I was when still I went a teenager. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to get like nine hours of sleep when you're that age. Oh yeah, you're supposed to get a lot of sleep when you're that <laughs> I got age. Got some of mine on the road. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so uh, the, like I said about the the L A thing being the L A auditions for Idol be, having to be the most. I mean, you you forget that it's all over the country that they're doing these auditions. Oh, yeah. How many people were at the L.A. one? There had to have been at least 200,000, maybe 100,000 people there. Are you kidding me? No. They're usually about 100,000 people in every city. Yeah. I know what the Rose And this was not just – this is like – this was in – not not to say that American Idol is not still a popular show, but – that was when it was, yeah, that was, that was the first hated. 10 seasons. The first 10 seasons when it was huge, like when it was really big. Simon was, Cowell was a household name. <laughs> that was the very last season of Simon Cowell. So really? That was when he was still active on the show. And Ellen was on it? Ellen was our season too. Yeah, Ellen like, loved the only you. season. Ellen I absolutely I wonder if that's because I kind of look a little like Portia though. Oh, you do look like Portia. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> mm. You do look like Portia. You you think Ellen was sweet on you? Mm, A little bit. Was she? A little bit. I could see it in her eyes. Or is that just just her? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, I like Ellen a lot, but when I looked at her, it kind of made me a little like... Uncomfortable? (laughs) (laughs) I said it. Listen, I like Ellen a lot. I do. I, I... 
I like Elena a lot. So she, she, has she you, always made me feel really good. She loved you on the show, but then she had you on her show, didn't she? I know. She? Well, I asked to be on her show. You did? Yeah, because uh, evidently the week I got kicked off was evidently like Black Week where everything goes dark. <laughs> like, what's Black What's Black Week? Where everything goes dark for a week. What do you mean? I don't know. Apparently there's a week where everything goes dark and I was what that week. Goes, what do you mean goes dark? There's, there's like a week no where shows? like spring break or something for oh, TV. Where they don't <laughs> put any new shit. You know, I got kicked off on Passover, too. I blame it all on the gefilte fish. P.S., by the way. <laughs> I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. I am Jewish, okay? And it was Passover. The night that everybody was supposed to be voting. Thank you, my Jewish fan base, by the way. I know y'all were all at Seder and looking for matzah. Okay, Didn't because I had you. a two-hour voting window. I know everybody was sitting at the table eating gefilte fish. <laughs> And nobody was voting on their phones. I actually got a phone call from my cousin and he was like, Didi, it's all my fault. Didi, it's all my fault. I'm That's so funny. sorry. I was in Israel. I didn't rally the troops. I didn't get anybody to vote. We were at Seder. I was like, I know. I know. So it's, was everybody else. This bad timing, man. Terrible timing. I'm so I sorry. I sang on Passover. My Jews were gone. Who won your season? Lee DeWise. Okay. How's Lee DeWise doing these days? That's a good question. Really? Well, I mean, some idols go on to Do have great things. amazing careers. Like Carrie Underwood. Like Carrie Underwood. And Kelly Clarkson. Sure. And but, um, but Chris have, Daughtry. Sure. But I don't know what Clay Aiken's up to. I don't know what Bo, Bo Bice is up to. He's a nice guy. Is he? I've heard he's really nice. Really? <laughs> Do you know him? No, but I've heard he's really nice. I saw him perform at Bonnaroo one year with Galactic. Yeah, was he good? It was great. Yeah. Saying like Saturday Night Special or some, you know, yeah. Leonard Skinner song. <laughs> he's really nice. You know who I really like this season is Fritz. Okay. He's really great. He's really, really good. How many seasons is American Idol in now? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a good question. Right. Uh, oh, oh, wait. No, no. You know what? They're on season 20. Okay. You know why I know this? Is because they keep saying it's the 20th season and they're having all these idols back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I even reached out. I was like, hey, guys, I know that like it's season 20 and there's a ton of idols coming back. Could I help coach? Nothing. Well, you know, it's all good. Listen. Like I said, Didi, if it were convenient for them or if you had some crazy uh, storyline. I was a little bit more famous, then I would be asked to come back. But it's okay. But it's all were, good. You were the most famous person in America for a month or two. <laughs> I know. All right. And then I fell off. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. I'm okay. I don't mind. It's not about being famous for me. It's about being helpful. Well, like you said. And inspiring. Yeah. Well, like you said, the like flood of fame. Kind of sucks, right? Mm. I hated it. And listen, here's the funny thing. As when I was on tour, um, I was 10th, okay? So it was like this really weird, weird. I was like, it was like this almost famous thing. It was like mm. people would call me Katie Stevens. And I was like, Who's That's Katie Stevens? Another person? She, she was another girl from our season. Okay. They're like, Katie! Huh. I'm like, nah. That's not me. Did you did you continue to get recognized in public after the show? Here and there. It would be more like, I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> point to the billboard with a big X on my face <laughs> behind me. Like, yeah. I always say, I'm up there. when people tell me I look familiar, I just say, do you watch a lot of porn? <laughs> it lands. Jenna Jameson. <laughs> it lands sometimes. <laughs> That's right. They call me Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just got a boob deduction. <laughs> a reduction. <laughs> a deduction. <laughs> it's tax season. That's right. I'm still in tax mode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so out of 100,000 people, 200,000 people maybe at the Rose Bowl, how many? How long does it take to get down to 10 or to, or to go to the to live go, shows? Oh, my God. Um, so, it sounds daunting. Oh, well, it's, yeah, it went from, let's see, so that was the summer, June. June, July, August, September. So then there was another audition in August for the producers. And then we had, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say all this, but I'm doing it. And we had another one for um, executive producers. And then we had another one for um, the actual judges. How many people are whittled down from the LA? So I'm sure some of them, I'm sure half of them are awful. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but they love some of those awful ones. They really? want them for television. Oh, they yeah. want the William Hungs. Oh yeah. yeah. They gotta have those. Yeah. Um, so it goes down to, let's see. I remember at the beginning of my Hollywood week, there was about 300 Mm. people at the beginning of Hollywood week. And how long does it take to whittle it down from 200,000 to 300? To 24? Oh, God. Well, that's... And that's over several months. Mm. I mean, but they do it with like it within like three passes. Okay. So they're pretty efficient about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know what they want. And mm. I've, you know, I've had several students that want to go through the process. And if they do, I will totally coach them through it if they want to do it. You Would know? you recommend it? Um, if they want to do it, like I said, I will coach them through it. Mm. But um, I don't want to deter anybody from doing it if it's what they want to do. But I will tell them the truth about my experience and how it um, how it affected me. If they ask, mm. you know, um, I had a student this this past year go to Hollywood Week. Oh, good. And um, and that's how I know Fritz. I mean, I know Fritz is a really good kid because mm. he was very sweet to one of my kids. One of one of the kids was a huge bully, um, and I was really pissed about it. He made it to top twenty four. One of the kids on the show. One of the kids that made it to top twenty four was mm. a bully, and I was super pissed. And that's I was a bummer. Really, really salty about it, actually. Yeah. And um, I was like, "Why didn't you tell production?" And he was like, "Cause I didn't want to be that kid." And I was like. Yeah, but he's a bully. Mm. We don't stand for bullies. I'm sure there's all kinds of drama that gets in there with people that are I mean, so cutthroat. You're competing with all these people. Were you friends with any of them? Or Oh, I'm still friends. I'm still friends with several other people from my season. Really? Yeah, I'm still friends with um with Crystal and of course, you know, it's hard because Crystal Bauer Socks. Yeah. She had the best name. Dude, I know, right? Mama Socks. Um, I'm still friends with Crystal. I'm still friends with Katie. Um, still friends with Tim Urban, which is really funny because when I was on the show, I was not a fan of Tim, mm. but Tim is the nicest guy. Really? He's the sweetest person. He has a massive family. He has like 18 siblings or something wow. crazy like that, yeah. or 14. Um, and his family were so, so sweet. Like, honest to God, I was, uh, I think I was upset because, um, like, I th when we were on tour, I was like, nobody brings signs for me. Everybody brings signs for you, Tim. Everybody always brings signs for you. Like, there's all these little girls in the, in the you know, in the audience. They all bring signs for Tim. And I think I was just, there was something that was bumming me out on tour. And Tim's whole family brought signs for me. That is so sweet. It was like, it made me cry. I bet. It was the sweetest thing. What a sweet guy. I know. Telling his family. Uh, yeah. To it was, it like, yeah. it, it 
like it broke my heart. I was so happy. Like it was it was the sweetest thing ever. It really like it yeah. Tim Tim is one of the best people mm. I've I've ever met. He's a really nice guy. Have you seen the episode of Black Mirror with the uh American Idol style Mm-mm. show? I don't think so. You need to watch it. Oh no. It's like it's <clears throat> it's it's a pretty <clears throat> it's pretty epic commentary on like what America is really and what like how that whole process of just wanting to be on TV, wanting to be the, you know, wanting to be the most popular uh, you know, rock star, music star out there and the fame that comes with it. And mm-hmm. like what you sometimes what you have to do to get there and what it does to people. It's a pretty, pretty epic episode. You should you should definitely you should watch definitely it. watch it. I think it would resonate. <laughs> I think, you know, Idol wasn't necessarily the right route for me. I think if I did it again, I would have been better prepared. I don't know if I was necessarily completely prepared for that. Mm. And I, I Does anybody ever do it twice? Can you do it twice? No. You can't do it twice. Well, you, t- you can um, if you don't place in top 10. Mm. Um, but, but... I would, I guess I would have done it differently. I don't think I really kind of knew what I was doing. I had some fun with it, but um, I was kind of all over the place. So do you know Chris Blue? Do you know that name? I don't. I know that name. He's the, he won the voice. I was going to say, is that somebody from the voice, right? Yeah, 2017. Mm -hmm. He's from Knoxville. He's been on the podcast before. Okay. And we talked a lot about the, the, the process of going through it and, you know, how, like you said, it's just, the accelerator gets hit and you're zero to a hundred in no time like Mm -hmm. that. And it all happens so fast. And I'm sure it takes so much fortitude and just being, you know, a a, a strong individual or a, a, I guess a, I don't know. It's a lot to be able to take that. I'm I'm certain. And is there any like post effects after it's all over? Like what, like, is there this endorphin, uh, uh, the deficit after it all happened. Oh, I almost died. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I actually, yeah. Um, I was taking a lot of Xanax when I was on the show. Really? Yeah. Like, to just to deal with the stress. Yeah, yeah, and um, not. It was actually before before the show. I had been for for other reasons for anxiety and whatnot. But I definitely upped my dosage when I was on the show. Doctor prescribed or not? Uh. Kind of took that into your own hands. I took it into my own hands, gotcha. and I almost didn't wake up on tour. Really? Uh huh. And um, it was I. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. Um. So, like, yeah. So after the show ended, um, I. It was very weird for me. Um, I had a lot of PTSD mm. after the show. Um, I felt like I was falling off of a cliff. Truly, like, um. Because you have so much attention and then all of a sudden it's gone Mm. and you don't know where you stand. Like in the world. It's so weird. It's like, okay, so you get back from tour and they're like, all right, see ya. (laughs) You're like, so wait. uh, So this is where it ends? (laughs) This is it. This is it. Like you're not going to, so you don't get picked up for management, right? So CAA picks me up. Like, so CAA is my agency now, but I don't have any like publicity. I don't have anything. Like, it's like all of a sudden I have woo, 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 like everywhere happening all the time, 24 seven. And then nothing. Really? Yeah. So you signed with 
creative artists. I signed with CAA, okay. but CAA treated me like I was bottom of the totem pole. Really? Like, absolutely. They had people that were much more important. Important. Yeah. And it was so. To them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Marilyn Manson, India, Irie, like all these, you know. I think I was at CAA dropping off a script or something when I had my first. Well, I think it was my second celebrity sighting in LA. I'd been there a couple weeks. I saw Remind Ashton Kutcher Mar- getting oh. out of a car. I was like, Ashton. oh, this is Hollywood. <laughs> I hung out with Ashton. You did? Mm-hmm. He seems like a good person. Really nice guy, actually. Yeah. Very, very nice guy. I played yeah. music for him. You told me to remind you of something. What'd you say? Remind me to tell you. Well, we'll talk about Marilyn Manson later. Okay. Um, whole other story. <laughs> he came up in the Johnny Depp trial. He did? Yeah. Well, I mean, he he his name came up. How? Uh he uh johnny depp was getting grilled about distributing drugs i think oh i met marilyn manson at the screen premiere ah uh one of my manager oh god this is horrible i'm okay i my manager was i guess um i don't he knew harvey weinstein mm. and so he got me into the screen premiere oh my god and i saw when i was down at valet i was uh I had no idea it was Marilyn, by the way, because he didn't have any of his makeup on or anything like that. Mm. But I saw Seth Green and I was excited because I fucking love Seth Green. The Valley area at CAA? It's like no, in a no, garage. No, no, not at CAA. Oh, we, oh. Were at, uh, we were at uh, the Kodak. We were at the Kodak. Oh, nice. And um, I was like, <laughs> I was trying to get Seth's attention. So I I like tapped on Marilyn's shoulder. Didn't know that this was Marilyn P.S., by the way. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I was like, is that Seth? Green? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I started like talking to Marilyn for something. He looked so irritated with me for a second. He was like, um, what did he say? He was like, I like your, uh, I, I was wearing like a black dress with like pink shoes and he had pink glasses on and he was wearing all black. And he was like, he turned around, he was like, we match. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we do. And then I just, I was trying to start up a conversation with him because I knew he was with Seth. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I was like, so you look like a musician. And he was like, good call. Yep. <laughs> I was like, what kind of music do you play? And he was like, uh, well, you know, I'm known for songs like Columbine and something else. I forgot what else he has. The beautiful said, people. Said something. He didn't say beautiful people. He didn't say anything recognizable that I would know. Oh. He said something else other than Columbine. But when he said Columbine, that stuck in my head because I was like, Columbine? And I go, Columbine? Yeah. they Columbine? Like the school shooting? I was like, wow. That's... He got blamed for a, a little bit of Columbine. Well, I after, mean, people started to like, point fingers at him for this whole culture click Mm. that didn't click ben none of that clicked obviously i know this right but that it's right over my head like columbine i'm thinking wow that's really shitty that you would write a song about columbine like the shooting that's fucked up yeah and then he (laughs) i was like huh columbine hmm that's interesting did you look it up and figure out? Not, you, not at the moment. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I was like, well, I'm a musician too. And he was like, what kind of music do you play? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like a singer songwriter. I've just been writing songs, you know, it's kind of like folk rock ish stuff right now, you know. And um, I was like, well, what's your name? And he was like, Marilyn. And I was like, Marilyn? Huh, that's an interesting name for a guy. Did you figure it, it out? It just right got. <laughs> 
well, I'm Dee Dee. It's nice to meet you. And he was like, okay, all right. And then I, that was it, right? Yeah. And he's like, are you are you going to the after party? And I was like, yeah, at the Redberry. And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, he, I'll see you there. Okay. Um, then he goes and leaves and I run up to Seth after. And I was like, what was that guy's name again? And he goes, Marilyn? Marilyn Manson? And I was like, oh, oh that was Marilyn Manson's shit. Like, Seth looked at me like I was a total doofus. And I was like, oh, sh- that was Marilyn Manson. Okay, now I feel really dumb. And then I get to the Redberry and Marilyn's standing right there, like waiting for me. Because I guess Seth told him mm. that. He was like, oh, that the girl that you were just talking to had no clue who you were. He's like, no, I know. <laughs> so like, I get to the Redberry and Marilyn's standing right there at the entrance because I called my manager and I was like, I think I just met Marilyn Manson. I had no idea who he was and I feel really stupid. Um, he's like, don't worry about it. So I get there. He's waiting for me standing there like this. As I walk in and I'm like, hi. <laughs> He's like, hi, Didi Benami. I was like, hi, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> he was like, I looked you up. I was like, yeah, no, I know who you are too. I, I was like, wait, you looked me up? He was like, yeah, I know who you are. I was like, okay. So I was like, you looked me up? I was like, I'm, I'm Googleable. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, He's like, yeah. So I didn't know you were on American Idol. He's like, so you're a singer? I was like, yeah, no, I mean. I was like, oh, shit, he looked me up like he thinks I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. So we actually I think he he asked me out. We went on like two dates, but I brought my dog mm. because I was terrified. Mm. And I was like, can I bring my dog just so I have an out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to take my dog. Home. I'm going to take my dog. To the my dog. <laughs> like, so, yeah, um, that was. Yeah, I wouldn't actually really. He's a little older than you. He's way older than me. Yeah. He's like, and he's probably Brian Dunkelman. 50. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Brian, his real name is Brian Dunkelman. He's very smart. Um, but yeah, it was. Have you seen the picture of him and Johnny Depp smoking a bowl behind the bush? No. It's awesome. Uh-uh. It's just, it's I, the best picture I've ever seen. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I don't even know if I would, I couldn't even consider those dates because I tried to avoid those like. You as didn't, much you as didn't possible. Wanna, you didn't want to go on them? I didn't want to go on them. I was more curious than anything. Yeah. I was more like wanting to explore the idea of sure. what it would be like to hang out with Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Just to see yeah. what he was like. Right. You know, I was curious um, because, you know, I'm interested in people. Sure. And and I thought that, that could be really interesting. I wasn't like sexually interested in him, but I was interested to see what he would be like. And... um. And I was curious. And he's smart. He's very smart. Um, but, you know, in light of everything that's happened, he wanted to take pictures of me, which made me kind of like, I was like, let's go through my agent for that. Really? Yeah. Mm. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was this was this uh, before all the Weinstein stuff? Yeah, that was okay. before all the Weinstein stuff. And I met Harvey Weinstein at that same party. Did actually. you really? Yes, I did. And He gone. He gone. He gone now too. That was his party. Was it? Yeah. That makes me feel all kinds of weird. <laughs> I saw Hayden Panettiere there. I was like, this is just, all, I mean, this is, and I remember, I remember, uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to She's got it. a, she's, is she still around? <clears throat> she I was married so. to Vitaly Klitschko, who's a boxer heavyweight boxer 
had a kid with him, but now he is, he's the mayor of Kiev, Ukraine. Now. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Wow. They're divorced now, but he was a heavyweight champion, you know, amazing boxer. Him and his brother both were great boxers. Hayden Panettiere was married to him when she was on Nashville, had a kid with him, and now he's the mayor of the capital of Ukraine. <laughs> I had an audition for that show, Nashville, and I had a fire right before that audition. This fire that left the scar. Whoa. Yep. Dude. Mm-hmm. You had a fire? I had a fire. At your apartment? apartment? Yeah. Didi. Legit. So much stuff in LA. Yeah. Dude. Like, I actually. What have you been up to since I left you? <laughs> I know. Dude, all kinds of stuff, man. Um, I'll tell <laughs> you what. I met lots of really happen? nice firemen. Oh, did you? Yes. I wouldn't let them take me to the hospital. Was though. it the Beachwood house? It was the Beachwood apartment. Really? Yeah. And it was the week I had the audition for Nashville and the week I had um, a meeting with the manager for. Evanescence for mm. Amy Lee and I was so stoked and I was so bummed out because I literally went to the meeting the next day and I was like, sorry, I had a fire last night. Like, uh, like <laughs> my I, nails are black. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Eyelashes are burned. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so sorry. My, I, I have this burn. I'm so sorry. I'm like, how I did, still made it to the meeting though. I don't make excuses. How did the fire happen? Um, I had a heater in my bathroom. Like where, a space heater? Uh, yeah, I had a space heater in my bathroom that blew up. It, um, it, uh, <sighs> the, I guess the electrical, there was like an electrical failure and it blew up so and i it was funny it was the night the first night of the smash premiere and i wanted to see it because i wanted to watch Catherine mcphee and it was all of my power went out because the electrical failure and i was like huh my computer just unplugged and i was downstairs because i was like what just happened and the tv went off and um because i guess the fuse blew and then all of a sudden i saw black smoke i was i had a, a subterranean apartment that was um I was downstairs and it was upstairs and I saw black smoke coming um, from the ceiling. And I was like, that's not good. And I did not have a fire extinguisher. Mm. Always have a fire extinguisher. I tried to put the fire out with my Le Parc robe that I got from Idol, which by Le Parc robe was sentimental, but no longer do I have it. I, I When you have a fire, you don't realize, like, it's just... One, two, three. Like, I was thinking, stop, drop, and roll, even though I didn't, it was not on me. But I was trying to put the fire out with the robe, which was stupid because I was just adding to the fire by like trying to fan the flames. And I finally ended up rolling the, uh, rolling the item up that was on fire in the, in the, in the robe and picking it up and throwing it outside, which is why I burned my body. Um, that's yeah. where the chest that's burn. That's why came I have up. a chest burn. Did yeah. it catch any of the rest of the house on fire? Um, the bathroom was on fire and the neighbor came from upstairs. I was screaming for my neighbor. My neighbor came upstairs with a fire extinguisher and put the rest of the fire out before the fire department got there. So, and I did not have rental insurance either. So, did it mess up a bunch of stuff? I mean, uh, that scar is pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty bad. I have, I mean, all of it. Wow, dude. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So I have like all those little, some of it skin cancer, but. Um, was that the, uh, was that from the heater? Like, to, yeah. the, like the heat from the heater burning it's your chest second when you were holding burn. it? Yeah. 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 It's from, it's from when, yeah, oh all of that. Gosh. And then, so, and yeah, all these little flecks and stuff. Dude. Yeah. yeah. You're I lucky. Know. You're lucky you were home. <laughs> I know. Well, it wouldn't have been on if I wasn't home. Oh. I mean, well, it was a maybe space you're not, heater. Maybe it would have been better if you Maybe been it would have been better if I wasn't home. <laughs> I mean, it was the week that I had a, it was, uh, I had a you gig had a with Ricky interview? Minor. I had a, yeah, I had a gig with, uh, for the Grammy camp. 
mm. with uh, where I was going to meet the head of the Grammy Academy, Neil Portnow, with Ricky Minor and his band, the guy, the guys from the Tonight Show, mm. and and my audition for Nashville, and uh, I sucked at it. It was really? awful. It Were was you so, auditioning for the such lead? Such a bummer. I was auditioning for Scarlet, not okay. Hayden Panettiere's role, but I the other girl. The, I haven't seen the. Is the show. the real sweet girl with the blonde hair? I would have been so perfect for that too, because that was me yeah, going through life. life. Was was uh, were those auditions in LA? Yeah. Hmm. Is that where they found her? That uh, she's Australian. Hayden? Hayden is no. Um, the girl who got the role. Oh, okay. She was Australian, and I remember I remember being so bummed out too because the feedback from that role. My agent actually called me and she was like, "She said you were terrible." <laughs> And I was wow. like, I just had a fire. She goes, why didn't you tell me then? I was like, because you told me never to make excuses for anything. And I never want to say no to an opportunity. And she was like, when you have a fire or something like that happens, you need to say no. I hate L.A., by the way, because if you would have called her and told her that you had a fire, she would have been like, why are you making excuses? Exactly. Yeah. It's the worst place in America. It's it's exactly <laughs> like I, I, of course, didn't want to make excuses. I taped up my shirt and I went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't care if I have a fire. I had this big white bandage on and I covered it up, you know, and the singing was way. I mean, the singing part was great, but it was funny. I remember the the casting director telling me, if you think that your singing is going to be better than your acting, you should sing first. <laughs> the casting director <laughs> the said casting that? Director that that's to me. great. I was like, I mean, that's I good advice. I, that's that's yeah, good. Then like, I guess uh, I should have sung first. <laughs> My acting was terrible. Have you done any acting? Yes, and I'm not a bad actress, Ben. I bet. I, uh, Eric Roberts' wife, Eliza, is my acting coach, one of my acting coaches, and. She thinks I'm good. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm not bad. Have you not seen, did you see, uh, I did a music video. You did? Yeah, and I'm totally making fun of myself on American Idol, actually. Oh, is Like, it... I'm even wearing the dress that I got kicked off in. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Amber Hurricane Smith. I am leaning into it. I asked them if I could wear the dress. They were like, yes, please do it. That's great. Yes. What music video is it? It's for Toad. It's for Theory of a Dead Man. Okay. Um, and it's even funnier because it's a song that the guy co-wrote with Cara Diogardi. So it's totally like six oh, degrees yeah. of separation. Um, well, what about, hold on. So wait, this this dark week that you were telling me about where you went on Ellen, is that when that happened? What? The, this dark week in television that you, that you yeah, mentioned? I can't believe you don't know about this. I mean, I don't even know if this is real. Now I'm questioning my whole life. It probably is. <laughs> like, I'm like, is this even real or were they just telling me that because they didn't want me to go on Wendy Williams? <laughs> Uh, maybe she didn't want me on the show. So they didn't. So you had a week off. It was just Wendy Williams. Wendy, did you not want me on your show? (laughs) Wendy. So you had a week week off from Idol? Is that what happened? No, it wasn't even from Idol. It was just from the talk shows. Because after you get kicked off, they have like a whole round of press that you do. Mm. And they fly you out first class. Go like do Letterman and go do the Today Show and go do Ellen and go do all these other things. And they said, well, you may not be able to do Ellen this week because it's Black Week. And I was like, oh, no, I have to do Ellen. I have to do Ellen. Please, please make sure that I do Ellen. Because I was like, everybody else did Wendy Williams. And I didn't get to do Wendy Williams. And everybody else did Ellen. And they thought they were like, we may not be able to do Ellen. And I think there were a couple other shows that they did in New York that I didn't get to do because it was Black Week or whatever. Mm. And I was like, okay. Ellen, Ellen, uh, 
She loved you, man. I, I watched it the other day. Yes, indeedy, Didi. Yes, indeedy. Somebody sent me a notepad with that. I loved that. That was so cute. And she, uh, what? She was low key trying to get with you though. So <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, you know, and what else? What other? Just to clarify, I don't think Ryan Seacrest was ever trying to get with me, and I don't think Ellen was ever trying to get with me. I don't okay. think anybody was ever trying. to... Neither was Casey. But it's a fun story. It's a fun story. It's always a fun story. I don't think Siobhan was trying to get with me. I don't think. <laughs> just to clarify, um, but yeah, they're fun stories. Um, <laughs> But um, um, yeah, it is a fun story. But that is funny. Somebody, Crystal was actually the one that pointed out. She's like, yeah, well, you look like Portia. So Ellen's giving you those googly That's eyes. That's funny. <laughs> it's like, st- Crystal she goes, the I see box, the way right? Ellen looks at you. <laughs> find, find you a man that looks at you the way Ellen looks at Dee Dee. <laughs> Ellen does have really gorgeous eyes, though. I, will I say. bet. Her She's eyes are being, so blue. Is she? Did she get ruined from all that bad press that she got a year ago or so i really hope not i mean listen we're all human yeah we all god knows i say stupid shit like come on everybody says stupid shit and and dude if i mattered i'd have been canceled long ago i know you know this canceling culture shit is so dumb <laughs> it is so dumb let's not let's yeah. just not right come on guys everybody is gonna say something stupid mm-hmm. in their life at least a hundred times yeah I mean, come on, cut it out. I I think it all hit me when, like, the Supreme Court nominations uh, for uh, Trump's second nominee, Brett Kavanaugh or whatever, and they're bringing up stuff from when he was in high school on the stand. And I'm like, dude, like, this has gone too far. Yeah. Like, the guy might be terrible, but, like, still, don't use something that somebody did when they were a child. A child. Yeah. A child. Don't don't be bringing that a stuff. A child, up. Yeah. like really? Yeah. Seriously, that's like my mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually terrified that somebody's going to bring up something I did in high school that I don't remember that was awful, and you know. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> when you were a child? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, you were a terrible child. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be canceled now. Do you remember? <laughs> You're the best, Dee Dee. Dude, uh, so I'm so glad that we got to um to sit down and, and do this. I me you too. may not believe me, but when I started this podcast, I was like, who do I know that's doing some super cool shit that would be so fun to talk about in the entertainment industry on the mics? And you were on my like you were one of the first names I wrote down. Aww. And I hadn't, see, I hadn't even talked to you in a few years. And I was Aww. like, man, I don't know. Next time I see Dee Dee, I'm going to ask her to do it. And, totally. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you said yes. Yeah, here I am. And totally then, stoked to do it. Well, I'm super pumped to see you. And I love you. And I'm you too, so man. glad that we got to do it. And uh, if you're around, we should do it again sometime. Definitely. I'm totally down. Got all kinds of fun stories. Yes, do. Yes. Take care. And we'll see you. Really soon? Next time. Okay. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks for being here, checking out the South of Scruffy. If you guys want to join the Patreon community, go to patreon.com slash south of Scruffy. You can support the podcast there and the work we do. We appreciate that. Give us a follow on Instagram at south of Scruffy. Send us an email, southofscruffy at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. Thank you for being here. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you real soon, all right?
Pitchwire. Play me out.